Even the most simple Squarespace website will still have a lot of content on it. From images to text blocks, forms, and links, there can be a lot of information that you'll need to keep track of. Trust me, with over 300 blog posts at InsideTheSquare.co and two more that I add every single week, I need a solid system to keep my content organized. Want to learn how I do it? Cool, because that's exactly what I'm covering in this week's episode of Think Inside the Square. Welcome to Think Inside the Square, a podcast full of tips and tricks that will help you create a Squarespace website that you're proud of. I'm your host, Becca Harpain, Squarespace expert and creator of InsideTheSquare.co. In this episode, I wanted to share my best advice for organizing your website content. We'll be exploring ideas like using folders in your asset library to organize images, creating more folders for pages in the unlinked section of your pages menu, and I'll share some other tricks that I use to keep my content in check. Before we dig in, I have to mention this part. The term Squarespace is a trademark of Squarespace Incorporated. This content is not affiliated with Squarespace Incorporated. Diving right in, I want to talk about a feature that is relatively new to Squarespace, and I consider it a game changer when it comes to organization, your asset library. You'll find this feature in your main menu just above settings. The asset library holds all of the images you've uploaded to your Squarespace website. Blog thumbnails, page section backgrounds, it's all there. But did you know that you can create folders to organize your images? Heck, you can even create folders within folders. It is such a cool feature. So here's a little overview of how I started to organize my images once I started using this asset library folder feature. I have one folder in my asset library that is labeled as my brand folder. Inside this folder, I have a few others. I've got one folder that holds all of the page section background images I use. Anytime I'm creating a page section and I know I want a background image, it's very easy for me to hop directly into this folder to find those specific images that are sized proportionately and perfectly for that specific use on my website. Another folder in my asset library inside the brand folder is for the icons that I use. And I've got a third folder in there for images of me that I use across my website. Now, in my main asset library, I also have another folder next to my brand folder. And this is specifically for my blog. This folder is where I save all of the thumbnails that I use for my blog posts. I also use these thumbnails as the social share image and as the fallback image for the videos that I feature on my blog posts. Now, I label each one of these blog thumbnails with the date at the beginning, month, then week, then year, American style, followed by a simple keyword or two that's easy for me to remember what that image is for. These numbers help me sort the images easily. And because I upload a new set every single month, the words in the title help me quickly grab the right one. So I'm not double checking. Wait, was I doing split layout on 0109 or 0116? It'll be right there in the title. This is just a sneak peek in how I organize the assets in my asset library. I've got folders within folders and images reused for specific things that have easily sortable names. And anything you want to add an image to in Squarespace, always look for the option to open your asset library. It might be labeled as search my images or select from library. Both options will lead you there. Next on the list of my organization tips is folders, specifically folders in the not linked section of my Squarespace website. 
A folder inside the main navigation section of your pages menu will show up as a dropdown in the main menu of your website, but you can still use a folder in the not linked section of your website. This won't adjust the URL at all, and it's an easy way to organize random pages that need to exist on your website, but not in your main menu. I have four folders that I use the most, important pages, landing pages, sales pages, and old pages. Old pages is where I move pages that had a great design, great copy, or both, but they're no longer accessible or needed for my business, but I still want to hang on to them in case they inspire part of an upcoming project. Saying this out loud, I think it's kind of the digital version of that donation box in my garage. I should really just take the time to make super duper sure I'm done with that stuff and let it go, but it's not on my to-do list today. So those old pages live in a folder until I'm really ready to get rid of them. So next up on that list is the sales pages folder. Here is where I keep the pages for anything I'm actively selling. And here I will also have a template for the sales page. So when I need to create a new one, I can duplicate this page, update the text and images, move the page sections as needed, and this helps me build a sales page lightning fast. Super helpful for anyone selling physical or digital products. I actually have a lot to talk about when it comes to creating sales pages, so you can look forward to an upcoming episode about that. Okay, so we have a folder for old pages, a folder for sales pages. Next on the list, my landing pages folder. Again, these are all in the not linked section of my pages menu. You'll find that under website and then not linked. Now this folder for landing pages helps me organize these extra pages so I don't have to stare at this giant list to find what I need. I can expand the folder and dig into it to find the specific page that I want to edit. I also have a template inside this folder, a private page that I can duplicate when I have something new to offer. Now, if you don't sell things on your website, or if you don't have landing pages for freebies, you're still going to need this next folder, Important Pages. This is where I keep my Terms and Conditions page, my Privacy Policy page, and any other important page that I want to keep on hand for a quick link. Moral of the story here, my friend, use the folders in the Not Linked section of your site to organize all the magic that isn't designed for your main menu. Folders are functional. They will not affect the URL at all, and they'll make it easy for you to find what you need when you're working on your website. The next thing I want to cover in this episode about organizing your content has to do more with how your site is structured. We're going to be talking about nested URLs. Inside Squarespace, we have a collection page like a blog or a store. They build a nested URL. A blog post URL will be your domain forward slash the blog URL forward slash the blog post URL. An example would be the show notes for this episode. Those are available at insidethesquare.co forward slash podcast forward slash 24. That is a nested URL. The way Squarespace is built, two levels is all we get. Your domain, the URL for the collection, and then the URL for the collection item. That's it. Other website platforms and programs, they can let you get really deep with these nested URLs, but we have a maximum of three levels here on Squarespace. So let's talk about these URL labels. The nested URL that you create is not what you have to stick with. You can share a short, easy-to-remember URL inside your marketing. That's called a vanity URL, and yes, it can help you organize your content. 
let me give you a real life example. One of my most popular tutorials to date is how to install a custom font on your Squarespace website. I have a link to this tutorial in YouTube comments, I post about it on the Squarespace forum, and I use it in emails all the time. The URL for this tutorial is inside the square.co forward slash Squarespace dash tutorials forward slash install dash custom dash font. And there is no way that I'm going to type that every single time. You know what I do type? Inside the square.co forward slash font. Seriously, go to that URL and you'll get the long one that I'm way too lazy to type out every single time. So how do you create one of these vanity URLs in Squarespace? If it's a standalone page, just change the URL in the page settings. But if it's a nested URL, like the blog post example I just shared, you can create one inside your settings menu. Click on settings, then developer tools, then URL mappings. Once you're here, you can list the URL you want people to type and then create an arrow with the dash key and the right carrot, and then type in the URL people actually need to go to. Back to my example, in the URL mappings, I typed a forward slash and the word font. Then I typed a dash and a right pointing carrot followed by https dot dot slash slash inside the square dot co forward slash Squarespace dash tutorials and on and on and on. Now the last part I added here is 301 or 302. This tells a computer if it needs to remember this link. 301 redirects are permanent, and 302 redirects, those are temporary. Because I plan to always use inside the square.co forward slash font to send people to this tutorial, I made this link a 301, a permanent redirect. But maybe you have a yearly event, and your domain forward slash event will be different every year. Make that a 302, a temporary redirect. Cool? Okay, now let's recap before I get into how the heck I remember all this stuff. First up, we talked about your asset library. Create folders to organize your content and name the content you add to your site in a way that is easy for you to sort. For me, it's using the date for all of my blog post thumbnails so I can easily sort them. I only add the info about once a month, so after the date, I usually add an easy-to-reference keyword that works for me. Next, we talked about the pages on your site and using folders in the not linked section of your website. I have a folder for important pages, like my privacy policy and terms and conditions page. Then I have a folder for landing pages and another one for sales pages. Remember, a folder does not change the URL for your page, but it can help you stay organized. We also talked about nested URLs and vanity URLs. A page inside a collection will be a third level page in your Squarespace website. The first level is your domain. The second level is the collection itself. And the third level is the collection item. But it doesn't have to stay that way. If you want to create an easy to remember link to a collection page, you can create a vanity URL. Under the settings of your Squarespace website, you'll find developer tools. And then in there, you can click on URL mappings. This is where you can say, when someone goes to my domain forward slash this, send them here instead. Just remember to tell the browser if it's a permanent change, 301, or a temporary change, a 302. Okay, that was a lot of information and we are not done yet. I have one last bit I wanted to share with you before we call this episode a wrap. Now, I want my podcast to be for all Squarespace users, but I've got to be honest, this last tip is specifically for the bloggers. 
Now, if you aren't a blogger, before you hit that pause button, let me fill you in on a little secret. I have four blogs on my Squarespace website, and only two of them get new content every single week. Two of my blogs are used for regular content, just so I can keep those nested URLs. Blogs can be so helpful for organizing your content. My resources blog and my setup blog are focused on sharing Squarespace information, but I don't update them regularly. What they do have are nested URLs, which gives me an organized list of content, and they also have categories and tags. The search feature in Squarespace isn't amazing, but categories and tags can help, which is why I keep those blogs instead of standalone pages. So why did I bring these blogs up? Over the last three years, I've created a much more organized way to create and share content on my blog. Aside from categories and tags, every blog post in Squarespace needs seven basic things. A thumbnail, a title, an excerpt, a URL, an SEO title, and an SEO description, and a social share image. But the truth is, you only need to create four of those seven things. Your blog thumbnail can be your social share image. Your blog post title can be the SEO title. For mine, all I really do is add in Squarespace to the end of it, and it becomes an SEO title. And the excerpt you write can become your SEO description. You can reuse the content you've already created, turning those seven things you need into only four things you have to create. So how do I keep all of this information organized outside of Squarespace? The answer is Notion. It's a program I use to track all the things. I've talked about it before on this podcast, and I quite literally use it for everything. I have an entire Notion doc for like meal planning and another one for home projects. I'm a little obsessed. But when it comes to website content, I have a database I made that helps me stay organized for my Squarespace-specific projects. It's actually a Notion database that I duplicate for every client website I create because it tracks all the things, from colors and fonts to blog post tags and those thumbnail images. I call it the website workbook because I love alliteration, and you can grab a copy at insidethesquare.co forward slash workbook. So a quick rewind on this episode before I call this a wrap. You ready? All right, let's do this. I use Notion to organize all the content for my website projects. You can grab the template I use at insidethesquare.co forward slash workbook. For every blog post I create, I only need to make four main things, an image, a title, an excerpt, and the URL. The image becomes my thumbnail and my social share image. My blog post title becomes my SEO title with a little text added to the end as needed. The excerpt becomes my SEO description and the URL is the basic text that I use to describe the post. For my most popular blog posts, I'll create a vanity URL so it's easy to share and easy to remember. You can set this up under Settings, Developer Tools, URL Mappings. Make sure you specify if it's a permanent redirect, a 301, or a temporary redirect, a 302. I use folders in the not linked section of my website to keep my content organized. I have a folder for landing pages, one for sales pages, and another for important pages. All these folders do is organize my content. They don't affect the page in any way. And finally, where we started this podcast episode, don't forget about your asset library. You can create folders within folders to keep all of your images organized. I have a main folder for my brand content and another specifically for my blog post thumbnails. 
Now, if possible, name your images in a way that you can easily sort them alphabetically. For my blog post thumbnails, I label my images with month, then day, then year, followed by a keyword so I can easily find the image. Okay, this became a long episode and I hope you loved it. Please leave me a review wherever you happen to be listening to this podcast. It will help other Squarespacers find my content and I greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Think Inside the Square. I'm Becca Harpane from InsideTheSquare.co and I have a lot more tips and tricks to share with you that will help you make Squarespace uniquely yours. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you happen to be listening to this episode. Thanks again for tuning in and most importantly, have fun with your Squarespace website.